This is the Equip Podcast from Cornerstone Church of Ames, a podcast designed to help you live a gospel-fueled and faithful life wherever Jesus has called you. Well, hello to all of you. Welcome again to the Equip Podcast from Cornerstone Church. My name is Mark Vance. Glad to be with you. And today, I want to talk about gospel goodbyes. Gospel goodbyes is, I don't know if this is a phrase we read somewhere at Cornerstone, we just made this up, but it's what we what we do and we send out those we love and we send them forward to a new gospel mission or a new season in their life. And in Ames, Iowa, gospel goodbyes are just part of the rhythm of life here. It, part of it is because we're a college town, and so so many of our SALT students right now, so many of our high school seniors at our church are saying a kind of uh, faith-filled goodbye to people that they've loved. They're completing their college degree. They're headed to the next thing. But especially for us, a gospel goodbye has to do with sending someone out on a mission that God has for them, whether they're being sent as missionaries overseas or the annual routine at Cornerstone of the gut-wrenching sending of people that we know and love from our congregation out to do church planting. And I think there's some things that I've learned about gospel goodbyes that may be helpful to you in navigating maybe any season of transition in your life, but they're also the things that ground me in Christ and help me and serve me really well in this season. And in particular, this year's gospel goodbye is really difficult for me. Um, Solomon Rexius is is like a, a brother to me. Kendra, like a sister. They feel like family members that I've walked with for so long in ministry. I have so much love and respect for them. And every member of their team, from Jack to Sydney to Davis, has been so integral. And so that church going out to Eugene, Oregon, and Generations Church is full of our finest. And then I look over at Purdue with Beege and Anna Johnson going out there to join Jordan and Jessamy Adams, and that's just full of people I love so much. People that, as I shared at uh, on Sunday services at Cornerstone, that we've delighted not only to share the gospel with, but our own lives as well, because they're so dear to us. And so a gospel goodbye, you have to learn how to navigate that well, or instead of it being a faith-filled, painful but good thing, it becomes kind of a scar that you want to avoid. You find yourself closing off in relationship to other people. And so I thought I'd basically record a podcast on how to say goodbye. How is it that we transition in a healthy way, spiritually, emotionally, personally, from one stage to the next? How do we say goodbye? And so here's the first principle I'm going to give you on a, a gospel goodbye is that um, gospel goodbyes, transitions in life are not evil, they're necessary. Um, Kendra, actually, one of the folks going out to the Gene Oregon church plant, she gave me a book a while back, and the title of that book was Necessary Endings. It's a book by Henry Cloud. And just the title alone grabbed me. I'm going to read you a couple quotes from Necessary Endings. He, he writes this. He says, Whether we like it or not, endings are a part of life. Life has seasons, stages, and phases. For there to be anything new, old things always have to end, and we have to let them go. Getting to the next level always requires ending something, leaving the previous level behind and moving on. Growth itself demands that we move on. Without the ability to end, people stay stuck never becoming who they're meant to be, never accomplishing all that their talents and abilities should afford them. I'm going to jump forward to the another section of this quote where he, has, he says, endings are necessary, but the truth is that we often do not do them well. 
Although we need them for good results to happen in life or for bad situations to be resolved, the reality is that most of us as humans avoid endings or we botch them. We all hurt sometimes in facing hard truths, but the hurt makes us grow. It can be the source of huge growth. That's not harmful. Harm is when you damage someone. Facing reality is usually not a damaging situation, even though it might hurt, especially in the midst of a necessary ending. So I think the first thing I've realized in gospel goodbyes is that this gospel goodbye, this necessary ending, is a part of the painful but real process that God brings everyone through in growth. It's the way that Solomon in the book of Ecclesiastes tells us there's a season for everything. There's a time to be born, a time to die. There's a time to laugh. There's a time to weep. And at Cornerstone, there's a time to be part of the stayers who are here, rooted in the gospel in this community, but there's also a time for us to release people to go, whether it's a parent seeing a a student graduate high school and move on to the next, or releasing them to marriage, to leave the family they were part of, to join and become a new family uh, with their wife, or whether it's us sending out people we love to a church plant. For them to become the people God wants them to be, the ending isn't an impediment to that. It's not an obstacle. It's a necessary piece to it. So, endings are necessary necessary endings. That that helps you to see the gospel goodbye not as something to be avoided or an evil that we need to make sure it will hurt us if we go into. No, it's, it's a part of the necessary way that life works. So how is it that we can navigate that necessary ending in a healthy way? Well, one of them, one of the tools that I would, I would commend to you is in saying gospel goodbyes in navigating necessary ending, begin with gratitude. Begin with reflection backward before you try to look forward to the future ahead of you. So often, maybe you're a college student coming to the end of your college career, and you're so rushed to get finals done and to get the new job that you never spend a half of a day with a notebook and a journal and your iPhone out and looking through all the fun photos of your friends from that stage you, you never write the note to say thank you. You never grab the person and give them a hug who's meant so much to you in your life. And so as such, what happens is if you don't begin with gratitude, you move forward in a jagged way. You, you didn't actually bring the circle to full conclusion in your life. And so we have admonition to this over and over, by the way, in the scripture. Bless the Lord on my soul and forget not all his benefits. Again and again, God is reminding Israel in the Old Testament, hey, remember how I cared for you. And so if I can talk to you about how you move forward well, the first one is you don't just return to hold on to the past, you return to be grateful for it. So one way to release forward to this necessary ending, the people we send out with a gospel goodbye, is I spent some time for the Eugene, Oregon team just thinking through the meaningful pieces of my life that are there because of each person on that team. I thought of the incredible moments of joy I've had worshiping with Solomon, the power of his preaching. I thought about the encouragement that Kendrell has been to me through the years, and that just fills my heart with gratitude. So the first step to a good necessary ending as you move forward is to look backward, okay? Look backward. The second step to moving forward is to actually... Let yourself feel the painful emotions of loss. Peter Scazzaro, in his book on emotionally healthy leadership, 
talks about how when we make a healthy transition, we, we go through kind of a process that is four phases. They may, these may not be distinct. They may be, you know, kind of blended together. But here's the four phases of how you go through a transition in life. He says, first, we, we accept that the ending is a death of sorts. It's an ending of what once was. Second, we recognize that the endings and the waiting in the confusing kind of in-between of those seasons, between we're fully settled and what is new, will often take much longer than we think and be much harder than we think. Thirdly, we make a healthy transition when we view endings and waiting as inextricably tied to personal maturing in Jesus. This is how Jesus is maturing me. He's not abandoning me in this moment. He's bringing me through this moment. Then fourth, we affirm that endings and waiting are the gateway to new beginnings. And in all of those kind of steps and phases you go through in an ending, you're allowing yourself to feel your feelings. Um, I think Acts chapter 20, when Paul is saying goodbye to the elders in Ephesus for the last time, and it says this, as he went out, this is Acts chapter 20, verse 36, he knelt down, prayed with all of them, and there were many tears shed, shed by everyone. That was true at Cornerstone on this past Sunday, as we said goodbye to Saul and Kendra and the team. After I prayed to commission them in the first service, I looked down at the stage, and it was covered in my tears and Kendra's tears and Solomon's tears. There were many tears shed by everyone. They embraced Paul and kissed him, grieving most of all over his statement that they would never see his face again. And then they accompanied him forward to the ship to send him out. They cried. Tears are, are the expression of love in loss. And so a necessary ending that we navigate well involves being aware of the transition that we're going through, that it's a necessary ending reflecting backward with gratitude, but allowing ourselves to feel sad in the moment. So right now when people say, how do you feel about the Eugene team? I love uh, Israel Rexius's word. I'm not sad or happy. I'm sappy. I'm, I'm the combination of the two things. But mainly, honestly, this week, well, I'm sad mainly. You know, I, I, of course I'm excited for what God's going to do through Generations Church in Eugene and through the chapel out in Purdue. But these are my friends. So I, it's okay. It is not lacking in faith for me to have tears in the moment now. It's not. Sadness isn't a lack of faith, and it, it's an expression of love. And so I think navigating the pathway forward, you begin with gratitude. In the moment, you allow yourself to feel your feelings, to cry tears of sadness, to say, this stinks. I hate sending my friends like this. Of course that's true. I don't, I'm not going to deny that. But then thirdly, that sadness, I, I found as I reflect back, I feel my feelings in the present. I want to pray with faith forward. And what I try to do in sending out people well with this gospel goodbye is I try to think, if I'm blessing the Lord for all the benefits these people have brought to my life, I try to just imagine forward, what's it going to look like for them to bring all that same blessing to the life of somebody else? And I try to pray with faith forward. And this is something maybe that you, you could do as an exercise when you're sending someone to the next phase, whether it's graduating college or sending a, a kid off to be married. I try to imagine 
five to seven years from now, what might they be like and what might life be like because we took this step of going forward? So with my friends going out to Generations Church, I think five to seven years forward of how many students will have been baptized who heard the gospel and how many people those students themselves would have turned around and been able to baptize. I think five to seven years forward of Israel Rexius and Penny, you know, the, Georgia and Hollis and these, these kids growing up, what are they going to look like as they're entering junior high and high school as a light for Jesus? And it, I pray forward toward that, a blessing on, on Saul's kids. I, I think forward to seeing, you know, a church that starts in Eugene, but I pray, oh God, would there be one maybe at Oregon State? It's just down the road, by the way from University of Oregon, 45 minutes down the road. God send them eventually to be able to send to Corvallis. And it, because I begin to think forward, it fills me with faith. You know, the future is different than the present, but that doesn't mean it's worse. It, it could be better. So praying with faith forward just helps me to get my mindset in why this transition is necessary. Unless a grain of wheat goes into the ground and dies, it can't bear much fruit. Unless we release our children forward to the next phase of their life after high school, they won't become the adults that God calls them to be. Our goal is not to hold on to the people we cherish and make them dependent on us. Our goal is to release them to become everything that God has for them to be. And so we pray with faith forward. Okay, so little review. How do we say a gospel goodbye well, whether it's sending out a church plant or sending a college kid on to the next stage of life? Well, you begin with understanding that endings are necessary and kind of have a, a, a right emotional perspective on that. You take some time to reflect backward with gratitude. You come into the present moment and allow yourself to feel the feelings of sadness and pain. You don't have to deny those tears. They're in an expression of love. But then you transition and you begin to look forward. You imagine forward in faith. What five to seven years could God do? And you pray for God to do that. Just plead for God to open those doors, right? And then probably the last point that I think helps with the gospel goodbye is still with looking forward. You look ultimately forward. You look forward to the new heavens and new earth. You look forward to the cul-de-sac uh, that you have in the new heavens where your dearest friends get the chance to live with you. And I look, guys, I don't know if that's a biblical idea, but it's a great thing to pray for, isn't it? To imagine, here's the reality for everyone who knows Jesus, is this life is not the end. There's a much, much longer life. This is just a, a blip it's just a moment. It's, it's a vapor. This 70 or 80 years that we get on this side of eternity, we have a million years on the other side to enjoy Jesus, to enjoy one another's presence, to hang out around you know, the fire pit and laugh with our friends. We have heaven. We have heaven, but some people don't. And so, our ultimate forward look is not just to the work that God's going to do in the next five to seven years, but the incredible joy we have to be with Jesus together for the next five to seven million years. Christians have a hope of the future that means the pain of the present worth it. In fact, Paul says he, that the suffering, whatever it is at this present time, is not worth comparing to the glory that's going to be revealed to us. It, it, it doesn't, it pales to the hope that we have. And so, we don't, in a gospel goodbye, say goodbye forever. We just say goodbye for now. 
we release people forward to what God has for them in this phase of life on earth because we know we have a hope of heaven beyond that we look forward to. It doesn't make the sacrifice easy. It doesn't make it less sad, but it certainly makes it a little bit more worth it. It helps us to see that this life is not just about this moment. So, gospel goodbyes, they're, they're part of a necessary ending. And I don't think they're particularly enjoyable. They're not for me. Uh, I don't know that they will be for you, but I do think there's a way to walk through them full of faith. And I wonder just if it would do you some good today as you listen to this podcast to think um, through the gospel goodbyes coming up in your life. I'm saying goodbye to my friends on the Eugene, Oregon church plant, on the Purdue church plant, sending them out to what God has for them next. But for you, it might be, again, a high school student graduating. You might be a college student coming to the end of your career. You might have friends who are moving on to the next next stage and phase of their life. And I think it would be good for you to embrace by faith that this ending is part of a sovereign God's plan for your life. It is a necessary ending. He has so ordered the world that the way we transition to the future is through endings that happen in the present. And so seeing that by faith, then take a bit of time to reflect. Have you given yourself the space to write out where you're so grateful? Don't just rush to the next the next thing. Don't sprint ahead, pause, reflect, write out your gratitude, share share that gratitude with others. Give honor to people who've blessed you in your life. And then in the present moment, don't be afraid to cry a few tears. Don't be afraid to laugh some just deep laughs with friends. Don't be afraid to embrace your emotions in the moment. That's what the example of scripture we have. And then as we look forward, pray forward to the next few years, asking God to bless, but ultimately filled with the hope that we have of heaven. Friends, every sacrifice we make in this life, every step we take where we give that gospel goodbye to someone that we love, ultimately speaking, every one of those will be worth it when we see Jesus. So to my friends, on the Eugene, Oregon Church Plant, if you happen to listen to that, to this podcast, just know how much I love you, how much I absolutely hate sending you out, because I'm missing my friends already, but how full of faith I am for what God has for you going forward. We say goodbye for now, right? Not goodbye forever, because Jesus is worth it, because his kingdom is forever. And I believe that you making the sacrifice you're making now Oh, there's going to be just incredible, beautiful fruit to come from that courageous decision. So, a gospel goodbye to my friends. Goodbye for now, filled with faith that God is going to use them to do great things for Jesus. Jesus.